Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, Casey Reinish and I go over the Hawkeye 2.4 software updates. Uh, we don't follow necessarily the uh, release notes that are going to release with the software. Um, we more go through a different list that Casey put together for an internal training that he held for all of us. Uh, so it, just know that it may not match up when you actually look at the release notes, but we hit the high points of the software update. We get into things like the added support for the uh, Section Control Remote 2.0 and uh, the ability to group the three end nozzles together for if you have, say, some spotty GPS coverage and some alarm fixes that make it so you only see the alarms that are absolutely necessary or the most critical. For about the second half of the episode or so, we get into some of the things that you should be thinking about before the springtime hits. So your different uh, seasonal maintenance, the different checks that you want to go through. We even point out some of the other content that we've put together last year, just so you can hit on what's important before the season comes around. So with that said, let's just jump into the conversation. Did you, are you not getting coffee at seven in the morning since yeah, I'm not here? Yeah. I got coffee. You get coffee without me? Yeah. It makes me feel bad. I have to move on with my day. <laughs> uh, Excuse you. Excuse me. That might happen again. That's fine. There's your heads up. Oh, all right. Just fair warning for everybody. So, Whoops. Casey, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. All right. Nice. I'm doing very good. Nice. It's a, a nice Friday, Friday morning. Yeah. Normally your day off. So. Mm-hmm. We're in a real treat today. It's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Only for the podcast. Yeah. All right. So uh, this one, we want to go over the Hawkeye 2.4 updates and additions and probably just preface it in the beginning here that we're probably not going to get too big into the bug fixes. Right. Uh, I think, what was it you just saying? Like a lot of it just from reading it is uh, very technical. Yep. Very background heavy. Yep. Way fixes. way into the code. I mean, it's, right. it's they're important fixes, yes, but yeah. it it gets down to probably too technical for what uh, what we need to convey mm-hmm. in the podcast here, and, and we can focus on the new additions and and ways we've changed things on that end to to help the end users and, right. and to help Hawkeye run more smoothly. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another thing I probably want to point out. So we're recording this a little bit before the aftermarket release. Yep. Uh, so the the order of these notes may not match. We're just kind of going off of some of the, like, one of the trainings that you gave the rest of us on what's coming. Right. Things like that. Yep. But these should still hold true for what's coming down. It should sure. be should be a late January release. So late okay. January, early February. All right. So let's just start with uh, adding the support for the wireless remote. Or probably section control remote 2.0. That's probably yep. the the yep. actual term for it. I know, like, uh, I put together a couple uh, YouTube videos on how to set them up and everything. I keep calling it the wireless remote. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. That's what yeah. we'd call it. But right. uh, it it's really, we'd talk about it being section control remote 2.0. Yep. That's going to be the, the technical right. marketing term yep. for it. And as far as Hawkeye's concerned, and then it calls it out in that video, too, is it needs 2.4 Hawkeye software or right. product controller 2 ECU software. Right. You know. So if you back up a little bit, we've had a diagnostic 
a means for diagnostic mm. apps. You know, we had the phone app. Right. And that had its own requirements uh, for software. You know, you needed certain hardware revision to support the Bluetooth. And for the phone app, you needed a certain software as well. I believe it was 2.1. Um, I will double check. Pausing for time. I can't fail dead air very well. It is 2.1. It's 2.1? So the software requirements for the phone app back um, a while back was 2.1, and the NCV version was 1.3.2 at the time as well. So that's what, you know, was required back then. Now to get all the, the additional features and and to get the wireless remote to work, uh, you need 2.4. All right. So you still need, like I said, you still need the hardware capable. Without mm-hmm. that, uh, things still won't work. But Right. And uh, one thing it doesn't say in here. Oh, yeah, it does actually. Oh, man, I should read. Uh, individual nozzle control with the wireless remote. So yeah. that's something that's only usable with the wireless remote. Right. And right. not the diagnostic phone app. Right. Yep. So that's yeah. going to be one thing that's going to be above and beyond what the phone app would provide. Now with the diagnostic remote or the section remote 2.0, Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives you the ability through the UT to select, do you want to control via sections, section boom valves, or do you want to control via the actual NCV? So what, what that essentially means is if you go in and on the, the diagnostic remote, you'll just turn number one on. Right. But it doesn't really know what number one is. Is it number the first boom valve or the first nozzle? Mm-hmm. And that's what's dictated uh, through the UT. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, you can control, um, a few different ways you can control the nozzles or the boom valves. You can control them manually, you know, singly, just turn one on, turn one off. Uh, you can cycle through a series of them by just pressing and holding the over arrow Mm -hmm. and, you know, it'll turn section one on for a few seconds and then just cycle through, uh, till the end. Uh, right, how many that may be, and you can turn the pump on and off, similar to the the diagnostic app. You know, mm-hmm. it'll have similar functionality. So, yeah, and then as far as uh, we can uh, just move on from this, and you know, wow, brain fart. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's going to be a guide with it, uh, just like a quick here's your buttons and yep. everything. I think uh, most of them they should be getting those quick uh, or the basic button combos like printed on the back right. of the battery compartment and everything like that. So Yep. Yep. That's That'll pretty, have pretty user friendly. On the back it'll just it'll be very basic functionality. How right. to get connected, how to turn the pump on, how to turn a, a section on. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so that'll be there for the user to see. So Sure. Uh okay. Move. One I guess one thing to, to mention. Sure. Um there's been a lot of questions. You know, we've had the old AccuBoom remote. They're not quite the same. Um, right, right. They do have, it's the same housing, the same buttons. It looks the same. It'll be different part number and functionality is completely different. They're not interchangeable. There's no way to make them work back and forth. Right. So good call. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. That's, that's been a, a common question just because it looks familiar, you know, right from what they've mm-hmm. seen in the past. So, yep. Just keep that in mind too. Uh, right, so uh, adding the ability to group the three end nozzles together, right? So uh, I'm assuming like this is this is usable whether you're using virtual sections and individual nozzle control, or is that just 
when you're doing individual nozzle control, you might want to group the last this three be together. Just for individual nozzle control. Okay. Because if you're doing virtual sections, those should be grouped in bunches larger than three already. Mm. Just because how it breaks it down to the 16 virtual sections. Sure. Um, more than likely, the N3 would be together. Um, so to actually group them, it it's pretty easy. It's just a check mark in the user settings. So they mm-hmm. go in there, um, just check the box. And basically what that would do, it makes the N3 nozzles act as one. So if one of those three nozzles come on, all of them come on. Right. If one of those needs to come off, basically they will all three stay on until they're all three in an area where they need to shut off, and then they will shut off. Okay. So this might be handy. Uh, maybe not for everybody. You know, if you're right. already on RTK, you still have um, high accuracy. But if you're on WAS or possibly in an area where GPS isn't as good and those outside one or two nozzles may be flickering on and off constantly, um, creating possible misapplication, um, maps that just don't look perfect. Right. That's when you could check that box and and link those together. Sure. So one thing you don't want to forget about is we still have the percent coverage uh, for your Acuboom settings. You know, if you want those nozzles to stay on more, you know, definitely increase that to um, the maximum amount, 99%. So, um, you know, you still have those settings that can can play a role in keeping those outside nozzles on more often. Right. So it like it will treat them as a section. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. I got one about alarms here, huh? Alarms. So, Everybody yeah. loves alarms. That's right. So change nozzle offline alarm to clear after a nozzle reconnects and to attempt to automatically recover and continue to spray if it comes back online. Right. I think this is kind of huge, actually, because we, I mean, as behind the curtain for dealer training, but we actually had a lab that did this, you know, because we found out it's like, what happens if you just have like an intermittent connection? Right. You know, what do you need? What steps do you need to take? You know, so in that they had to re-index the nozzles. Right. Yep. You know, so this, (laughs) this kind of breaks our lab. So thank you for that. Yeah. This takes the... This shortens the training session up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, in the past, you know, that is 100% true. If you had a nozzle that had an intermittent connection for whatever reason, um, basically think of it if you unplugged a nozzle on right. your boom, plugged it back in, that would simulate that intermittent connection. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get it back was to either cycle power for the whole machine, start it up from square one, or to re-index the NCVs, which would, again, cycle power right. and restart right. the process. Now it's seamless. Um, if that connection has been lost and comes back, it reconnects automatically. Mm-hmm. It still lets you know that the nozzle went offline, but sure. there's no extra work. You don't, theoretically, if it was quick, you wouldn't have to stop. Right. Yeah, because it was like, uh, you just plug it and plug it for, what was it, like a second maybe? Like it doesn't take, much time right. for that disconnect to have that old effect where right. it would, you know, it's like you could plug it back in, uh, but then it would not, it just wouldn't spray. I think even the light would still flash green. Like it would still show up like it was looking good. Right. 
because communication was resumed. Yeah. So it would it would look okay. Right. It would seem okay, but it wouldn't let you know if the if the communication came back online. It would never, you know, it wouldn't tell you that the NCV twenty two is offline because it already came back online. So it made it really difficult to troubleshoot too. Right. There was there wasn't a whole lot to go on mm-hmm. for troubleshooting's sake. So that's where you just cycle power or re-index and hope it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge quality of life. Right. If you have some, you know, just some uh, iffy connection issues there <clears throat> on any of those nozzles. Right. Uh, so another alarm. Changed inconsistent nozzle software slash hardware alarm to only pop up and not turn alarm bell yellow. Yep. So the the inconsistent nozzle software alarm or inconsistent software hardware alarm, that could come up, one, if there was truly inconsistent software, inconsistent hardware, which, you know, honestly doesn't happen a lot. We haven't had an NCV update for three years, four years. It's maybe. been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you had a, an old machine out there and, and you happen to burn out a nozzle and put a new one on in those instances, you, you may run into that issue, but they found out that if there was can communication issues, not, not severe issues, but enough mm-hmm. issues where an NCV wasn't reporting what it actually was, right. That it was an NCV with this hardware and this software, you could get those alarms anyways, mm-hmm. um, even though everything was up to date. So you'd be getting these alarms constantly popping up on your on your UT being a nuisance. So basically this just pops it up once, you acknowledge it, and it doesn't turn that alarm bell yellow. Um, right. That's the key. We don't want to keep that alarm bell yellow when it doesn't need to be because that basically mass all the other important alarms right when right. they pop up yep we still need to know when something actually important is there mm-hmm. yep so hopefully that'll be the future less alarms keep the more important alarms right. visible and yeah that seems to be kind of the campaign right. with a lot of these changes right right just like only make the important ones yep. there uh actually i think i might let you read this one which one is I'm gonna take a break. Uh, diagnostic page, because I think you were ta- you were talking about this in some of our or these next couple ones. I haven't been. Oh, created a diagnostic page that displays the switched in status for each NCV can error and a button for turning on the or turning on or off the switched in. I gotta read my notes better. But <laughs> I'm not gonna cut the that switched case. Just, in. Let's status. just move on. Okay. <laughs> um, basically what that's saying, there's there's a whole new diagnostic page mm-hmm. that's got a lot of good information on it. On the top, there's basically an NCV can error count mm-hmm. and an NCV can, excuse me, an NCV can error code and an NCV can error count. The biggest thing to key off of here is the NCV can error count. Um, basically, you want a, a zero number. You right. don't want errors, mm-hmm. um, ideally. If, for instance, you have an error, let's say an NCV does go offline, um, that count will go up, and as communication resolves and, and gets better, that will go back down. So right. for whatever reason, um, 
that will just basically tell you how healthy your NCV bus is. So back up a little bit here. There's there's two bus lines in a Hawkeye system. You have the bus line between the product controller and whatever fuel computer UT is in the cab. Okay, yep. We're not talking about that bus line. We're talking about the bus line that just the NCVs are connected mm-hmm. to. So that's one thing to key off of. Um, the other thing that is on that page as well is basically a whole list of your NCVs, uh, one through 72 or however many. They're serial numbers and they're switched in voltage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the switched in typical engineering, it's either ones or zeros. Um, right. The one means the voltage is there. Zero means we don't have anything sensed for the, the switched in. Okay. So the reason why the switched in is so important is that's what turns the NCV on. That'll help in diagnostics of, you know, if we're supposed to have voltage there, we mm-hmm. should see a one. If not, we can troubleshoot why um, and so forth. And you can actually turn that off now. We have a button on there for the left output and the right output. And basically that turns off the voltage that's sent from the main ECU. Okay. So in indexing, you know, you have the left indexes first and then right. the right side. So that's triggered by that voltage from mm-hmm. the ECU and we can turn that off. So let's say for instance, you need to troubleshoot a can issue on the right side. You know, the left side is good. You can actually shut that off, shut the left side off, leave everything connected and just leave the right side turned on and focus on just the right side. So that's going to be helpful when you don't have the Hawkeye diagnostic kits. You don't have those cables to desk voltages and to eliminate, you know, we have those terminator adapters in where we could eliminate one side of the boom or the other. This will hopefully kind of fill that gap a little bit. It's not going to be a complete replacement. You still highly recommend getting that diagnostic kit and those cables, but right for when you're in a pinch, that may be useful there. So, uh, and you pretty much hit on the next one, the the nozzle offline count, right? So that's actually different. That is that's oh, going to be man. in the. I'm going to look like such a fool as usual. I know. Uh, anyway, yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, they're. So to tell the difference, I, I talked about an NCV can error count, but that's just going to be for the whole uh, oh, nozzle okay. bus. This is actually an offline sure. okay. per NCV. So mm-hmm. um, to hit that next bullet point, um, added display for nozzle offline count on the NCV summary page. That's where you go in the individual nozzle diagnostics. Oh, sure. Okay. So that would be when you hit the diagnostics, go and drop down and see the diagnostic info for each individual NCV. Basically, that pairs nicely with one of the previous bullet points where we bring those NCVs back online automatically. Right. That NCV offline count keeps a tally of what NCV went offline because if they go offline and come back on quick, we don't know. Yep. It doesn't tell us which one. This this will keep track for us. Right. So like... Yeah, if you have a like a pinched or broken wire or something, and it's like yep. it's constantly, or maybe one that got pushed back in a little bit, so it has an intermittent connection. Yep. You know, maybe like a higher count might lead you down that road that maybe there's something here that is 
going on and off constantly. Right. But you may not notice it because now that it um, reconnects and automatically recovers and probably keeps spraying, you know, and it might be happening so intermittently and the NCVs are pulsing and all and all that fun stuff, uh, is that you may not even know. Right. You know. Uh, so, no, that's that's nice that you can actually, you can see that. So, like, probably higher counts may lead you to believe that or may indicate that it's an intermittent connection or something right. like that. Or any count, for that matter. I mean, those nozzles should come online once sure. and go offline at the end of the day or when the machine shut off. Right. So any count um, higher than higher than zero would indicate that there's a possible problem. Okay. Obviously, if it's in the dozens or however many there right. may be, yep. the issue may be greater. But um, that will actually keep a tally for the whole length of time that the ECU is turned on. Okay. So that's not going to be a lifetime. That's just you start up in the morning. Sure. If you were to have issues before you shut down, um, you'd want to go in and double check before the end of the day. Oh, okay. Okay. So just another. It's not going to be there tomorrow. Right. The issue still may be there tomorrow, but. Well, sure. Yeah. Try and diagnose it beforehand. So. Yep. So uh, always keep a can service tool partner slot open for the Raven service tool. So. Maybe give a little background on what that, you know, what's probably going on there. Right. So before the Viper 4 had the ability to update, you know, software and that right. on the Hawkeye ECU, the only means of doing that was through the Raven service tool. Right. Which was fine. You hook up your service tool, get your update going, and life is good. Um, since then, now the Viper 4 has the ability to basically have a built-in. Yep service tool to do those updates in case you don't have it. Uh, but you could only have one connected at a time. Right. Once one latches on, yep. it, it locks in communication and, and you can't connect another one. And that causes issues. You know, if you had a, the Raven service tool hooked up doing diagnostics, doing updates, and then you tried to update or connect in any way with the Viper four, it basically bring the system offline and, and corrupt that communication. Sure. Where now, uh, we keep that slot open so we can theoretically connect the service tool and communicate with the Viper 4 at the same time. Okay. So hopefully keep the, just keep basically two lines of communication open for those instances. All right. Uh, so next one, added support for Rogator C series using Pro.E. So those are the, those are the little different types of valves on the, on the, the nozzles. Right. right? The the Rogator C-Series, they've kind of revamped their end, and, mm-hmm. and one of the offerings that they have now is basically, I, their term is a pro-stop E. Basically, it is an additional solenoid on the, on the boom, on the right. nozzle, that their system communicates with and opens and closes it as needed. Right. And when we put Hawkeye on there, you know, we, we kind of put that on top of their system and and initially, Hawkeye wouldn't communicate with those NCVs. It wasn't able to open up those ProStop E's. So now we built in some programming on our end where we can put Hawkeye on a system on a Rogator C-Series that is equipped with those ProStop E's. Okay. So it just allows allows both to function. Sure. Allows, allows things to play a little nicer together. Uh. 
So, and the ability to override individual nozzles off. Right. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, but I guess there might be a little more context. Yeah, I mean, like to uh, that, or why you'd want it. Use case, yeah, yeah. Right. So basically, if you would have Hawkeye HD, you need Hawkeye HD for this to work. Uh, basically, what, what it allows you to do is to check a box. And if sure. you want every other nozzle shut off, you can shut every other nozzle right. off. And just it would it would basically leave it off. There's no means or, you know, if you turn the section on, no matter what, that nozzle will still stay off. It's like it was never there. Right. Um, so thinking like uh, uh, the video you put together for adding Y drops. Yep. I mean, is this probably a use case for that? It, it could be. Could um, be. Probably not the most ideal use case sure. for Y drops. The issue with Y drops is, yes, we need to shut every other nozzle off, and this can do it. Uh, what this does, though, if that nozzle shut off, it doesn't take that nozzle into account for anything. Right. It doesn't so. take the the width, the twenty inches for that nozzle. So theoretically, we were, we would count half the acres. We would only put right. down half the product, which in Y drops isn't ideal. Right. So in that case, I think in that video you had you change your nozzle spacing, right? There, there's a few different examples in the video. Right. Uh, the the best one would be to spray and bypass. Oh, sure. Yep. Because then we just tell the width of the boom, and, and you don't need to account for the individual nozzles. And we're not actually spraying with the NCVs either in that right. case. Okay. Um, so some of those other modes may lend better to wide drop, or, yeah, to wide drops. The, okay. The best use case for shutting those sections off, uh, one would be if you're spraying a specialty crop where you may have a um, a 20-inch uh, machine, 20-inch mm-hmm. centers, but whatever you're spraying may be vegetables, let's say, that's on 40 or 60. So you need to turn on right. more like a band you know, mm-hmm. spraying, um, band spraying, or... If you're raising seed corn, for example, and you have those few rows of of uh, corn that you don't need to spray, um, whether it's male or female uh, corn, then you can turn those nozzles off and still keep your path and, and your map accurate because your map, you don't want to reflect yourself spraying those areas in, and that's exactly how right. they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last case scenarios may be if you need to shorten up your boom just a little bit, let's say your boom fold, uh, you have a 60-90 fold boom, you fold in your boom tips, but you need to narrow it up just for a little bit extra for whatever reason. Right. You could shut off those end, end row nozzles, however many you need, mm-hmm. and narrow up your boom. You know, in that case, too, you don't want to be spraying. You don't want to be mapping. You don't want to take in those end few nozzles into account for anything, and that would do it for you. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you said this then. Does that require HD? Yes. It does? Yeah. Okay. It does require HD. So to be able to turn an individual nozzle off, you need individual nozzle control to begin with. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I just yep. wanted to make sure that I was understanding that right. Yep. Yep. Right. For sure. Uh, this next one is probably more for uh, uh, the conversion factors of between metric and standard units, right? So, uh, added the ability to enter a decimal point 
in nozzle spacing and section widths. Yep. So I forget what it is. 20 inches is, I think, 50 point something centimeters. Um, I yep. live in the U.S., so I know inches. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that caused issues. You know, if you only have a decimal point, you know, if there's 0.7 centimeters that's right. not taken into account, your overall map isn't going to look great. You might right. leave some skips here or there. Even mm-hmm. though you're actually spraying everything, it yep. the documentation right isn't reflected accurately. So now you have the ability to hopefully the those guys out there, guys and gals that use uh, the metric system, it'll fit right into what they need. Sure, yeah, because before you had to round up or round down, or the right. system did it. Uh, either way, yeah, right. you had to go to the you, nearest whole number. Yeah, which, which isn't ideal, right? No, so. Uh, well, I think, I mean, that really covers all the additions, right? Right, yep. Uh, so, even though it's just January right now, I mean, spring's probably going to be coming right around the corner. And some of the things, you know, depending on when someone listens to this, maybe just getting ready, right? So, we had, I think the first episode that we did still holds don't you? Yeah, I mean, as far as, uh, it was, it was designed for pre spring, but it could be any season. Um, and I think we got, well, we got into a lot of sprayer maintenance right. itself and sprayers I th- and sprayers in general, but then there was quite a bit on Hawkeye specifically of right. what are some best practices, you know, when you're bringing that machine out for the first time and, right. and making sure you get everything set up and functioning properly. Right. So we don't need to get into all the things because I honestly cannot remember most of that. It's been a while. But no, I'd just say I would I would highly suggest checking out that first episode. Um, and then even we had, uh, you and I put together that preseason uh, maintenance video uh, right. for, for Hawkeye specifically on YouTube. Right. Um, I think a lot of that stuff still holds true. Yeah, there's... There's no reason you know, right. why I would change all that stuff is should be regular maintenance and regular things that right that need to be done. So. That one I remember a little bit better. You know, it's like yeah, checking checking your main strainer or actually any strainers that you have in the system, but definitely that main strainer. Um, checking all of your cabling, the connection points. Right, just what? make sure everything's tied up and yeah, looks nice and yep. make sure all the NCVs are turning on, blinking the same color. Yep, and then if you're probably at that 500 hour mark. Replacing, you know, using the poppet, uh, the kit, right. to repl- you know, to replace those poppets. Yep. Wouldn't um, be a bad idea just to pressurize the system and see. first off, get it cleaned out, yeah. flush out the tank and yep. pressurize and just see how many leaking nozzles and yep. all yeah. of that. All the gremlins all the get in there over the season. The maintenance that gets neglected during right. the year and when it's the heat of the season, you know, now is the time to, to get out there and hopefully take care right. of those things. right. Uh, one thing I think in that video we may or may not have mentioned, um, and we were just kind of talking about it earlier this morning, was, uh, you know, it's like if there is any corrosion in any of those connectors. can't remember if we talked about how to clean them, how to clean pins. I don't think we went into great detail no. specifically. Maybe, maybe but... we'll just hit that here then. You know, so it's like we talked about using di- uh, uh, Corrosion XHD right. yep. uh, in all of your connectors. and. Yep. Probably one thing we may want to say, and I can maybe add a comment to that video or something like that, is, you know, if you have corrosion, take care of that first and then spray the, you know, the anti-corrosive right. in there. 
So things, just, if you just put a Band-Aid on it, it's just not going to fix right, the problem. Right. So what, uh, what, what, what would we recommend as far as cleaning, cleaning pins? Yeah, so we actually have a kit that you can get from any Raven dealer. Yeah. That basically comes with some little brush, contact brush cleaners. So okay. You put them in an electric drill and shine up those pins. Um, there is a Deoxit 5 that is that will help in that cleaning process. Mm-hmm. So we have that in that kit. There is also the Corrosion X HD. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be, you know, sim- it would do a similar thing uh, to what dielectric grease does, but it covers those pins a lot better and it seals yeah. up those connections a lot better from what we found out. So right. that would be what we would recommend for any system that needs some some maintenance right the electrical side yeah and it's like there are other ways there are other things to use but you know we don't have uh i don't know gaskets and and things like that you know some 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 products can make those things swell some products can make them dry out or you know something like that yeah but that's yeah that's what we're recommending from a raven standpoint yep is we we use corrosion xhd we include it in that kit yep correct there's uh i think couple bottles two or three bottles yeah um and then it's you can get it from any like you can get it straight from from them you know through online storefronts and stuff like that too yeah anywhere if you search corrosion x you'll find it there's a couple different variations of corrosion x right uh the corrosion x hd though is is what we found to work the best Mm -hmm. Um, kind of like in that off green colored Right. You know, uh, I think the other kind if is they red. Change the, if they keep the label yeah, the same, right? That's right. Yeah. I think the other, just the regular version is red. If yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And it's not just the NCV connection. I mean, that's kind right. of what we've been talking about yep. is the NCV connection. It's any connection, mm-hmm. any electrical connection that uh, that Hawkeye's hooked up to. You know, there's those larger 19-pin connectors. Yep. Um, any, any of those bigger bulkhead connectors. Mm-hmm throughout the boom, all the way up to the ECU, anything that's exposed to the elements. Sure. Yeah. So don't forget about those other ones. Yeah. Well, and just some, like in some ways where those chassis cables get run through. Right. You know, it's like just maybe just follow it a little bit and see. Right. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, all the way from your chassis cable to the ECU, um, right behind on the center rack or in front. Right. the front mount boom. You have your left and right split for the mm-hmm. main ECU connections. All those definitely need to be checked out. The relays, you know, those, right. if there's any any maintenance to doing those, those can't be overlooked either. So. Yep. And uh, another one of the videos, it, that was for troubleshooting a, uh, NCV offline or count, NCV count issues. I think maybe some of that's out of date now that we have some of these other uh, alarm things that we were talking about. Right. But in that video, uh, you went over using that diagnostic cable kit. Yep. And so, I mean, not everybody's going to get one of these. Uh, like, I'm just not saying, like, not everybody's going to want to buy one of these. But, you know, like uh, uh, for you dealers out there, you know, there's there's a video that covers how to use it. We have also have a knowledge base article that covers how to use it. Right. I mean, it's really handy. And it's, those cables are to the point where, I mean, there are some specifics that the videos and stuff help. Right. And that the PKB article helps explain some of the right the information in more detail, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But even on the cables themselves, it, it tells you the high current power, 
right? Tells you what the voltages should be. So there's those little reminders that, you know, if you don't have um, those other resources to look at, you you still can use the cables and right. Well, and that's what I, that's what I mean. Like you you have this system on your machine, and if you want to be aware of if there are differences in voltage, if there's some uh, intermittent voltage issues or something's out of range, I mean it's 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 it'd be pretty beneficial to have one, right? You know, uh, right. and so like I just wanted to make sure that people were aware that that that's out there. Right. You know, it's, it's not just a tool for, uh, you know, Raven employees or engineers or, or, uh, service techs at dealer locations. I mean, anybody can buy one. Right. And it, it makes troubleshooting and testing voltages specifically. Yeah. Foolproof. You, you Mm -hmm. can't mess it up. Right. There's, there's no way all the connectors are there. As long as you can plug it into your multimeter. Right. Those two banana clips and turn your multimeter on. Everything else is foolproof. Yeah. So you don't need to know the specifics on, you know, what pin number five is on a six pin Deutsch connection. Right. You don't need to know that anymore. Right. Which is, which is great. Yep. And the nice thing is they'll tee into any connection so you can just leave things connected. Right. And nice thing about like when you do the NCV cable, you can, you know, it, you're not going to worry about, uh, that nozzle going offline. And then right. staying offline and having issues spraying, you right. know, this, that's actually, I just thought of that. That's actually pretty nice, especially if you're using that NCV cable. Right. Uh, that di- NCV diagnostic cable, I should say. Yeah. And to emphasize your point there about leaving things connected, I mean, you know, just as well as I do is if you have a load on the system, yeah, that's how we need to test voltage. If, yep. if you pull the connector apart and test voltage, it might show 12 volts there. Right. Or whatever voltage we mm-hmm. need. Until it comes under load, and right, and that's why those cables are designed right, that way, right? right? Yeah, so that definitely helps mm-hmm. make troubleshooting as seamless as as possible. Yep, so. yep. Some uh, some nineteen pin cap- uh, T cables for the main connections. Yep. Uh, some some terminators so you can isolate right sections the, of the boom. We've talked about just the voltage cables, but those terminators. Yep, those are really priceless you know yeah. to be able to to move those terminators anytime you're troubleshooting hawkeye if you have to narrow up the system and and focus on just one area of right. it those terminator adapters allow you to do that yep you can't just you know disconnect the complete left side and only have one terminator on the right side that doesn't work for troubleshooting you need those right. two terminators on there and those adapters basically allow you to split up the boom in any way. Right. Yeah. So we're not just like shamelessly plugging this diagnostic kit. I mean, it's, it's it is invaluable. It is. It, I mean, it's made our jobs easier. It's made the techs that use it, their jobs easier. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it's it just, is, it's, it's essential. It right. is, it is nice. Uh, I don't, any other thoughts as far as, uh, just prep uh, or any other things you wanted to add with the new Hawkeye features, anything like that? Not really. I mean, that's, we covered all the, the new additions there. I mean, there's yeah, nothing else, just this, the spring maintenance, getting those systems up and running. Hopefully not the day before you need it. Yeah. Hopefully a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, just in case you do come into an issue where you, you need parts, you need stuff. Right. Never. 
never good to wait to the last minute when yeah. it comes to this stuff. Right, right. Well, I think we nailed it. I think we're good. All right. Well, thanks, dude. Thanks. Thanks.